It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Thanks to Thrive Market for supporting the morning stream. Thrive Market is an online membership-based market on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. Join today at thrivemarket.com slash TMS to get 40% off your first order and a free gift. Coming up on TMS, they blinked 182 times. Those are some big feet. I've seen Bigfoot. Gold fingering. Hello there, aliens. <laughs> a lot of singing today. Maurice Patuti. Erect satanic tail. Come on, you're big. Food when you eat. How about a yellow-throated booby? <laughs> What's her name again? Didgeridoo? Thanos is exactly half bad. Fish are dumb. Fish experts are dumber. Let's eat the angry pig. Everyone's a critic with Bill. Turning into a giant magnet with Bobby and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. And here is a picture of little cute little Pikachu and he's being energized by an energy ball. And now you notice he's not quite so cute anymore and his little satanic tail is really erect. Another grandma. The Morning Stream. This is the morning stream. It's the end of the world, and I feel fine. Ah, it's the end of the world as we know it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to TMS. It's the morning stream for January 11th, 2022. I'm Scott. He's Brian. Hi, Brian. Hi, Scott. Hey, How man. I'm okay. I got, um, you know, it's a been a morning. I've ca- I've got a lot of energy for some reason. I can't explain it because I slept like garbage. But here I am feeling up and motivated, Good. you know. Good. Yeah. Got some big meetings today. I got some stuff to do. and But none of it makes me as happy as doing a morning show with you. That rhyme. Did you hear it? Did you hear the rhyme? Oh, I did. Yeah, exactly. It was, uh, it, it, it took a while to get there, but it did rhyme. Yeah. I did. That's my whole life story is it took a while to get there. That's, you could, <laughs> you could use that to describe a lot of things. Um, anyway, we're here and, uh, thanks for being with us, everybody. We have a nice, uh, uh, healthy chat room this morning. By the way, I, I don't mention it enough, so I'll just mention it now. Um, if you're like, hey, man, I want to be a bigger part of the of the real time, uh, you can join us in the mornings. We record at 9 a.m. on uh, every day except Friday uh, right here on the show, frogpants.tv. Yeah. You just show up. Join and, us, won't you? Yeah. It's a nice. Uh, it's nice. It's nice in there. It's good people. <laughs> it's warm. It's nice and warm yeah. and inviting. And we get an occasional troll, but we kick them out as quick as they oh, come in. Oh, it's fun. Yeah, fun when we get a troll because we, yeah. we really we really get on them. They don't yeah. last very long. It's fine. Mm. Hey, uh, I did that Taco Bell thing like we talked about. 
Yeah, the taco, the taco pass, the yeah. daily taco pass. The daily taco pass. Now, here's the problem. I did it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I should say Kim did it because she had the rewards program. So I'm like, just use yours. <laughs> Let's just use yours and get it over. Okay. There. All right. Yeah. I don't want to go Kim sign drives, up. Kim drives. Kim, Kim does, does it all. Pass. She has everything. Yeah. If Kim ever like disappeared, passed away, took off, whatever, I'm screwed. She has everything. She has all yeah. the numbers. She has all the stuff. Anyway, so she, I don't, I don't want to do a new card. She's like, well, I already have one. I'll just do it. So she did it. Okay. And they gave her a bunch of rewards for doing it, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And then the you'd think day one, excited, got the thing locked in, ready to rock, ready to go, got all these bonus points. And we didn't go to a Taco Bell to do anything. We just, <laughs> we didn't even get a taco like on day one. What is really? wrong with us? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, see, here's where, it, this is where it happens, right? It's like basically the, you're, you're doing exactly what they want you to do. We yep. bought the pass. Yep. Oh, well, we're not going to work. It's not going to work out today because we've got th- these leftovers we have to eat. Or, oh, no, we're not going to be out and about. It's snowing. We don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. They're so, counting on, they're counting on this. They're 100% getting what they wanted out of me, which is, less use than i was hoping to, to make of it sure sure um so uh, we'll see well, We're, i'm going today me, though yeah uh i did go there i yeah. did get my free taco i did the uh crunchy taco supreme and i had a free bean burrito um because it was a reward thing yeah and, and you know we were you were worried a little bit or we were worried we were talking about this being worried that um the employees would put pubic hairs in our food or spit <laughs> or something like that yeah um you know they really have no idea because you're buying this ahead of time on the app and yeah. then you're just going through the drive-thru and saying i have an app order for kim and then you know they're they oh is that all you do i guess yeah. i've never done that before so you just say yeah. here's my app order and they say oh cool come pull up to the exactly. whatever exactly yeah but they don't start making it until you're there which is nice so nothing gets gross right. uh well, grosser but um grosser <laughs> But uh, <laughs> nothing gets even more disgusting. Nothing gets even yeah. more disgusting. Yeah, uh, disgusting. But um, no, they have no idea, right? So they just see you coming through, and 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 what what's nice about the app is that it's so much easier than talking to the person and trying to explain what you want if you want, you know, changes. Why I know they do, don't yeah. do the um, what do they call that? It was great. It was like they would replace cheese and sour cream with pico de gallo. Oh right, and fiesta, fiesta style, fiesta, or something, I can't something what, fresco style, something like that. Fresco, fresco, that was it, fresco. Yeah, um, and you'd have to go through and say, "Can I get uh, taco supreme fresco <laughs> and this and that and the, you know what this other thing and change this and could you put you know take the blah 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 off of that?" Um, so much easier. And there's like an even there's a customizable box, so you can say, "Oh, well, I like." I like the chalupa, the black bean chalupa. Mm-hmm. I like the bean burrito. Put that together in a box and, and call that a, a box thing with a free drink. Yeah. And then having this all happen ahead of time saves you from dealing with a kid who probably barely scraped by in his science class last semester. <laughs> right. So Certainly barely scraped by in English. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Taco Bell. Can I interest you in a beef Mexi deluxe patty? <laughs> no is the answer always to that question. I almost, almost always say no. T- I'm Hold on a minute. I'm actually yeah. gonna think about this. I no, don't think I recently when you did say yes at, yeah. at uh, Panda. Yeah, they told you the thing that they were pitching to you. They were out of. They were out of exactly. So, yeah. so that was the lesson. Prior to that, I, I barely ever do this. So someone says, "Would you like to remember it?" And I go, "No, we're going to do this because I already have in mind what I'm going to do." But at yeah, Panda Express, yeah. you're right. They hosed me with that deal. They totally did. Like you know, it. it 
It backfired. Yeah. Basically. You want to have yeah. our always in stock, never not gone chicken? <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm sorry. We're all out of that. Too bad. It was like yeah. a movie. That was such a weird moment. I still don't yeah. quite have a way to make sense of it. But anyway, uh, I'll get a taco today is the point. And I, I, I really I really waited too long because yesterday we had weirdly warm weather. It was like 52 for a chunk of the day. And the sun was out. It was nice. Oh, nice. And then today, it's like 13 degrees today. So now I got to go out and you know in the freezing cold and get my my whatnot. But uh, your whatnot, yes, go get your free taco. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to do it. Uh, you know, use some of those freebies that uh, that Kim earned with her rewards. Yeah, um, but don't spend any additional money. Stick it to them. Stick it to the. That's taco what I want to do. That's what I want to do. I want to try to make sure that there is a zero sum. Uh, transaction here, except for whatever gas it cost me to get to the Taco Bell. That's it, <laughs> right? You know, so, which isn't far. They're, they're just down the road. Big deal. No, no. In in warmer climes, I could probably walk there. Well, I wouldn't actually want to do that, but I could. It's a little longer than you'd want to walk, but still, the point is, like, you know, I, I'm trying to screw them. I gave them my ten bucks this month. Let's see what I can get out of it. Right, and if you you know if you just get the taco, guess what? 170 calories, piece of cake. That's you know that's <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's nothing. It's nothing. I can burn. I'll burn that off just uh, walk into the car to drive over there. Yeah, picking up a box from UPS on the front store or front desk. I'll work that off. Tweeting on the way to the restaurant as Kim drives. I'll vigorously tweet something while Kim drives and orders and picks (laughs) up and handles everything as if I'm some sort of invalid man. Right. Uh, sure, Joe, right. no, we're we're really not trying to screw Taco Bell. We just wanna we just wanna teach them a lesson about coming up with a thirty day taco pass. We're gonna yeah. teach them a lesson. We are, or we're gonna at the end of this realize that we were the victims all along. <laughs> right. So it's well, fine. Maybe all the way through it we might realize yeah. that. I mean the reason that they do test cities and stuff ahead of time is so uh, that they can maximize the value of the program. And for them that is maximizing profits. So whatever the reason they landed right. on ten uh, the thing I read, or no, maybe you and I read it together, they were they're bouncing between five and ten bucks, and uh, ended up at ten for whatever reasons. But these these are smart. They have some of those, you know, people that work at that level at these big multi chain whatevers. Some of the smartest marketing people on the planet. They come up with the right price to match the right usage to match the right profitability, all that stuff. I have no doubt that they've done this in a way to make sure that Taco Bell makes a bank ton of money on their ten dollar a month taco program. Sure. We, sure. Brian and I's goal here is not to deny that or to throw water in that in the face of it. We are going to we're take advantage we're of it. We're playing the game. We're playing yeah. the game. Yeah, we're playing the we're game. We're playing the game. We know yeah. Vegas has a house uh, advantage, but we're still going right. to go do things in the casino that will right. maximize our chances of winning. All right? That's right. Wow. And comparing eating Taco Bell food to gambling, uh, you couldn't have found a more appropriate <laughs> comparison. <laughs> It's always a bit of a gamble, depending, yeah. especially that bean burrito. Good luck with that. Then, yeah, later on in the uh, bathroom, just remind yourself, oh, the house always wins. Oh, the house. <laughs> All right. Uh, also, uh, I thought this was interesting. Yeah. I'm not like a big proponent of UFOs or alien life is uh, real. or the, I shouldn't say this. Sure. I think that the, the universe is big enough and infinite enough that their life on other planets is almost guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, but this idea that they've come here and hung around and poked us in the butts and everything, I don't, I don't think I can with it. You know what I mean? Probably, yeah, probably not the the anal probing. But uh, I'm I mean, not. How even, do you think? Yeah, we we may have talked about this before, but let's say, all right, definitively, 
um, let's say it's been announced that, all right, we have discovered alien life. Yeah. Or alien life, yeah. we know for, for one way or another, interacts with, with Earth. How do they do it? Do they do they um, stand a safe distance away and kind of shout to us, <laughs> yell, yell down from their, their uh, spacecraft? Yeah. Do they land on Earth and risk uh, getting attacked? Do they... Yeah. Um, or it. do we find them on another planet that we can see and say, "Oh, look, there's a alien. There's like alien life on that other planet that we'll never get to." Or, or right. That's the question. Like, how yeah. are they advanced enough to even communicate or contact us at all? Are they right. like us, where we send radio waves into the ether, hoping they land somewhere, and mm-hmm. somebody picks it up and hears it? Because uh, we're always listening on this end, and as far as I know, we've never found anything drastically interesting other than some some strange anomalies that are usually chalked up right. later to like, oh, this planet died or this sun exploded, and we're just hearing that now from a billion years ago or whatever. I mean, we did find evidence that there was water on Mars at one point. Um, yes, and then the moon might have a bunch of water, turns out, maybe just under the surface. This was just talked about recently. So mm-hmm. we're yeah. learning new stuff all the time, and space is a big mystery and all that stuff, but... I've just never, I am not, if you come up to Scott and say, hey, Scott, do you think aliens are like here among us or have done any stuff? No, I don't. Mm -hmm. I think we made all that up. It's like Bigfoot. We're real good at making stuff up that's impossible to prove. So I feel like uh, there's very little benefit to an alien race coming and saying, all right, let's infiltrate the earth without, without telling us or telling them who we are. Right. It's like, no, you know, like come out and say, hey, we're aliens. We have this technology. What do you got? Oh, yeah. want to switch? Cool. All right. See ya. Yeah. And everything we come up with is always real dumb. Like, oh, they were gray and short and had big eyes. Okay. Great. Yeah. Nice job right. with your imagination. Right. So anyway... All of that being said, yes, I'm anyway, more of a I'm, a I'm more of a show it to me first and let's see the evidence and let's hear a peer reviewed uh, thing yeah. before I buy into stuff. This is interesting. The former manager of the Department of Defense Aerospace Threat Program. That's a fairly highfalutin position in the government. It is. Yeah. Says that UFOs are real. <laughs> now, I have a problem with that line by itself because ufo stands for unidentified flying object and i believe that objects somebody has seen that they can't identify exist but the implication of what they are is the part i we don't know about so so it's oh i see what you're saying. You see what i'm so, saying like there yeah, are so there have, are things we have- we've seen we can't identify <laughs> We do have real un- unidentified flying objects. Whether or not they're aliens, who knows? Yeah, but they there can be are anything. things in the sky that we have not been able to identify, and yeah, we're fine with that. Yeah, and I'll never forget Andrew Smith, friend of the program, listener, and sure. uh, uh, frequent nerdtacular attendee, and creator of the is it behind the, me? the, the it? Uh, trophy. Right there, it is over there. The big trophy for uh, for our yeah. many years of never giving it to anyone but me taking it home trophy <laughs> right even um, when the other teams won it you still brought it home oh always that was just going to be yeah. the it yeah, was just was always my plan i didn't care who won well, it's, it really would it would require separate luggage if somebody <laughs> flew here won the trophy and had to take it back to wherever they were from yeah it's a big heavy metal sculpture heavy and by that we mean jury yeah is basically what we mean that's yeah. really what we mean he could put it in his beard there were years he could have hit it in his beard but <laughs> not now so much but anyways yeah. um uh, what was my point? Oh, the the year that he made this is like 2013 or something 14. Mm-hmm. He made a a UFO or made a, an object, put it in oh, put it yeah. in the sky, and all the news, local news, and all the internet chatter and everything else 
was like, dude, UFO, Salt Lake, uh, up above Salt Lake, nobody can explain this thing. And they ran like multiple stories during that week about nobody knows. And they had guys on that were supposed to be experts about this stuff. And they were all like, we believe this is a, a true sighting of uh, an alien form. And they're doing all this stuff. And I'm thinking, and I didn't know this until he told me. So he writes me and goes, dude, that thing's mine. I, I put that up there. And I went, <laughs> which is the best. It is it's great. Better like hearing about it after there's kerfuffle about yeah. it and him saying, by the way, I did that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the worst part about it, though, is he admitted to it, went on the news, uh, a couple of channels anyway, and they interviewed him and said, yeah, this is how we made it. Here's pictures of it. Um, here, uh, you know, this is how I kept it aloft and why it looked like it was further than it was. And this, you know, he explained the whole art installation trickery of it and people still didn't believe it they just went whatever he's he's just he's, he's being just told to, to do take this credit for something yeah, yeah or or he's being told to do this by the government because they need to hide the fact that that was an actual ufo like i learned a lot of lessons that day that that day was a he doesn't know this and if he's listening today you know write me andrew and we'll talk about it but that was a day where I went, oh, this is how people are. There's no getting around this. Yeah. Even if yeah. you fa- you you know the guy that faked it and you know he put it up there. And forget about, you know, we could have arguments about the ethical nature of pranking everybody into thinking there's a UFO, whatever. We'll get past that. But, but what I'm getting at is you can put it out there and know that you made it and did it. And there are going to be people who will, to your face, deny that there's no way you did it and this is all a conspiracy. That that's the level people get to with their quote unquote, you know, call it beliefs or their, their, whatever it is, whatever story they've told themselves, they'll back themselves into some gnarly corners to defend what they think is the case. Even when you say, no, Even I did it. Give them the actual truth. Yeah. yeah and I right. felt like, I felt like that was a moment for me that I, that I, I learned something anyway. Yeah. The point is oh. this guy at the DOD, former high level official, uh, Let's see. And he's also a scientist with deep black uh, experience, meaning they've seen a lot of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, these insiders have longstanding connections to the government agencies, which have many programs investigating identified, unidentified aerial phenomena or UFOs, some t- sometimes called UAPs. Is that what that is? Unidentified aerial phenomena, UAP? Interesting. UAPs. Okay. Never, sure. never heard that before. That's brand I haven't new. heard that one. No, I don't know. It doesn't roll off the tongue like... Uh, UFOs. No. Because uh, so what's the difference? Unidentified aerial phenomena versus unidentified flying objects. It feels I guess like someone's just fancy it could version. Be like a, it could be sparkles. Sparkles <laughs> would be aerial phenomena. But an actual thing would be a flying object. Yeah, there you go. Phenomena. Anyway. The team includes a 25-year veteran of the CIA's Directorate of Operations, Lockheed Martin Program Director and Advanced Systems Skunk Works, and former... Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Intelligence. Anyway, this dude says, we believe there are discoveries within our reach that will revolutionize the human experience. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Anyway, it goes on to say, later in the you story... You see the president, by the way. President of that that uh, oh. company president CEO. Oh, who is it? Wait, I'm missing it. Uh, oh, Tom... Is Tom whoa, whoa! Is that the, is, is that the guy? <laughs> It's the guy, yes. It, that is uh, it's Blink this, 182's own Tom DeLonge. It's this guy right here. Hello there. Well, one of them. It's one of them anyways. Wow. Wait a minute. Right. Yes. 
Company president. Okay, well, I know he's out there thinking everything's UFOs because yes. that's all he yeah, does yeah, he's, now. He's... <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, he says he says and agrees that uh, the dude from the DOD uh, says they're real, and so now it must be real. So everything's real. Everything's real. Yep. Yeah. Everybody, uh, get ready. Well, the guy. Look, if the guy from Blink One Eighty Two says it's real, then why can you? You can't question that. Right. No. So it's, he's it's Blink One Eighty Two. His... They blinked one hundred eighty two times. They know <laughs> exactly. But he's not the manager of the Department of Defense Aerospace Threat Aerospace Threat Program. What is he? He's I left the link off. Oh, I'm... here it is. The To the Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences. A that, public benefit corporation. Okay, that's so that's he's, what he's in charge of, right? Yeah, to the Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences, or you can brave it to Tatas. <laughs> <laughs> even though, even though it really doesn't, you, you, yeah. think, you know, it's Blink One Eighty Two. It should be called Tatas. Well, to that, I would, I would repeat, hello there, I would hello there to your Tatas. <laughs> well, all right. Anyway, I just thought it was interesting, and I have to say this, Tom, I still don't quite believe it. So. Good luck. Yeah. Convince me. I'm yeah. fine. You know, show me some evidence like Bigfoot or anything else. I have a friend who is, I can't, this won't give any away who he is. I don't think, I don't think this is doxing him. He's, he's a professor at a local university. That's all I'll say about him. Okay. All right. And you would think, oh, the old professor, ooh, you know, yeah. highfalutin yeah. position and this sort of thing. Um, hundred percent believes Bigfoot is not only real, but that he's seen him multiple times. Uh, goes on he, that he personally that he personally has seen Bigfoot. Yeah, of course, no photos or anything, but uh, you know, claims he's seen him. He's been up to. He goes on these regular trips to the Pacific Northwest, uh, some of the forests out there, Seattle era, area, Oregon forest, that sort of stuff, and that's where he claims he sees the thing. Um, and yeah, he's a hundred percent sure of it, and yet. Uh, I think it's complete bunk and bull crap. And there he is teaching at a accredited university. So yeah. So there you have it. Uh, you think he's just maybe seen somebody with really big feet? <laughs> His wife gets a little shy every time he brings it up. Maybe yeah, that's exactly. It. Right. He right, just woke exactly. up one morning and went, Ah, I've seen oh, Bigfoot. Big feet. Yeah, the- <laughs> I've seen Bigfoot. <laughs> Those are some big feet. I've seen Bigfoot. <laughs> Oh, that's my favorite thing you've said it all week. That's very funny. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's all I wanted to share there. Hey, do you want to eat a Japan thing fast? Let's yeah, do this. let's eat a Japan thing fast. All right. We got Japan things. I got this. Take this. It's for you. It's food. That sounds like... Um, Pat uh, Oswalt? Or not Pat Oswalt. Uh, uh, blue guy. Um, Mr. Uh, Meeseeks? No. <laughs> no, from Arrested Development. I'm, I can't think of his name. Oh, yeah, it does. It sounds like uh, David Cross. David yeah. Cross. That's who it sounds like. Maybe it, it is. It does sound him. like David Cross. Maybe Might it be. is. I don't know. Because that is from Rick and Morty, right? Yeah. Uh, th- well. Take this. Or, it's for you. It's food. I have no idea what that's from. Or is that from... Uh, Let's see if I have a date on it. Futurama. I don't know what it is. Hmm. All right. I just figured out. But yeah, Tobias Funke. <laughs> oh, people are uh, John Johnny Than mm. uh, confirms it is David Cross. Okay. All right, cool. By the way, oh Star Blazers? No, really? That's from Star Blazers? Oh, it is. A, you know what it is? That's what we captured from, from. Star Blazers, really? Okay. Yeah, so it's not right. David Cross, but it sure sounds like him. Yeah, it totally sounds like David. Station Cross. Eleven features David Cross. I won't tell you how, but he's yeah, in it. Somebody, somebody said, yeah, yeah. Very good. Oh, feels like feels like if we're gonna eat any of them after all that UFO and space talk. Yeah, it should be the one. Find one that's in a blue. Oh, yours doesn't have all the fun uh, artwork, huh? 
What is so, it? Here's what the bag looks like. Do I have that? It's like, yeah, well, it doesn't. Here's what the individual Kit Kats look like. Oh, okay. That's what you're, that's okay. what you're looking for right, right there. Let me see what I got. But this is like like an ice cream cone with people, uh, like a little space ice cream cone, geodesic dome city with people floating up into the sky. Did this? Uh, no, that's no? got a Canadian maple leaf on it. Oh, um, freaking Canadians. What do they know? Canada! Here, this one's just straight up blue. How about this? Daba dee, daba die. Oh, yeah, here it is. That's it. That's it. That's okay. the one. Let's okay. do that, and then let's do one of these pig ones again. Are these? Because I don't know if these are supposed to be different than the big, the the big pig one we ate. I think the red one is an angrier pig. You want to do the angrier? Yeah, pig? let's eat the angry pig. Everybody, eat your angry pig here. All right. Okay. We, so, should, we should probably start then with the angry pig. Yeah, start with the angry pig, and then go on to the much less angry uh, chocolate treat. Super, I'm guessing super spicy, which is you know okay. I'm okay with that. It seems like the last. It's just like the last ones. We'll see how this goes. Oh. Yeah, it stinks. I don't like the smell of that. Yeah, it stinks. Yeah. It smells like... Ooh, I do like it, though. Mm. Did yeah, you say grizzly. Still grizzly. Grizzly and, and pig fatty. Mm. Yeah, it's like... Um, I like that. What do they do with the good part of the pig? Do they not use it? <laughs> In Japan, they have a very serious take on pigs. and uh, Like, like oh, eating... Yeah. Just pig muscle or something. Yeah, they're like throw away very, all the good parts of the pig. We will only eat. The I'm gristle. not very spicy. I'll say that too. No, more sweet if anything. Right? Yeah, yeah. Got kind of a sweet pig thing on the other end. A sweet chili. Yeah, sweet barbecue chili flavor. All right. So this blue thing, it's got like um, it's got like twister on the ends of it. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Yeah. See that? <laughs> all right. Oh, Left hand red, right hand blue. Like I a sure ch- hope you don't feel my boner twister. <laughs> well done, Paul. Um, so these are these are like um, cho- uh, oh. cookie, chocolatey cookie. Oh, they do. They look like cookies and cream. Yeah. See that, everyone? Ooh, it's already sweaty. Mm. There you go. Oh. Well, that's just fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's hmm. just cookies and cream, right? I can't tell. Yeah, I think so. Well. I don't know. What else am I supposed to be getting out of that? I can't tell. Yeah, I think it's cookies and cream, which would make sense with the ice cream. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, almost chocolate chip ice cream. Yeah. Come on, focus. Flavor-wise, you know, Mm flavor-wise. All right, what'd you get on your translation? That's the fun part of this. I know. Forget about eating things that have traveled across the, the world. We just want to know what they say in English. The food you eat. <laughs> the food you eat. Oh, the food you eat. Mm. There you- I feel like you. Oh, can- perfect, perfect. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> Send that over. God, I love it. I love it when I pause on a great translation. Because it changes if you move too much, right? Like it tweaks around. It does. It does. Like it'll disappear quickly, and you'll be like, "Oh, I missed that one." Oh. Mm. All right. It's heading okay. to me. Have a look at have a look at this one coming through in your it's text, right? Yeah, here we go. Yep, coming through. All text. right, here you go, everybody. I'm pull it up here. <laughs> Come on, you're big food when you eat. <laughs> it's so stupid. Isn't that awesome? Oh, that's great. I, I I can't tell if that's because it's just hard to translate or because Google Translate kind of sucks. Which is it? 
It's probably a little bit of both. That's because it's it's so off. Like there's no way. Come on. It, there's no way it really says that, right? There's no way. No, there's no way. Come on, you're big. Food when you eat. Yeah, come on, you're big. <laughs> that's amazing. And what is seventy four N dash S? What is that? Yeah, I don't know. It's oh. that's probably the chemical we've just ingested. I'm blaming Google for this. Let me see if um, I'm going to see if the, the big bag. Ooh, Brian's pulling out his big anymore. bag. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Hawaii cream flavor. Like right off the top, Puma ice cream flavor. Wait a minute. Puma ice cream? Yeah. What does that even yeah, mean? I don't, I don't know. Summer, oh, oh changing. It oh. just screamed for help at one point, and then it changed. Puma Pum- ice cream flavor. Tell me there's real Puma in there. Sir ice cream flavor. Yes. <laughs> Sir? It doesn't know what the first word is, so I've had Puma, Sir, and Omar. I like Sir. Sir ice cream flavor. Ma ice cream flavor. Yeah, I think it's just flat up, flat out ice cream flavor. But it is, there's, it's very cookies and cream. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've had this flavor uh, many times, including other Japanese versions of a Kit Kat that are named differently, but similar taste. Uh, that's this very one, good. This yeah. one said, Yeah, Klim taste. Yeah, Klim taste. <laughs> yeah. Someone in the chat sent oh. us a direct link. What is this? Uh, okay, yeah, Kit Kat Chocolates Mini Summer Ice Cream. Mini. There it is. That's exactly the one it is. Mini. Okay. Nine mini bucks. Summer Ice Cream. $9.90 for a package of, I don't know how many. You're in there. Oh. 12. Have fun answering questions created by the Future Science Museum of Japan, written on the packaging of each individually wrapped chocolate bar. Whoa, there's a Flavored game. Flavored with ice cream and fulatine with cream powder kneaded between the wafers. Fulatine. I don't know. What, I don't want to. Do I want to no, know? I what feel f- like we need another translation. Yeah, what's fulatine? It seems bad. Like we shouldn't be eating something called fulatine. <laughs> All right. I didn't even notice there are little uh, science questions on the back. We should we should send these to Bobby. Yeah, no kidding. Or oh my you, god! You know what? Hold on to one or two of those. Let's use one today. And see if you can answer it on the fly. Good lord! I yeah. mean that. You know, we'll stump him. I have to translate it. <laughs> oh, because it's in Japanese. I don't even know. I don't even know where it is. I don't see any. Oh, it's the okay. It's the. It's the. Uh... It's the thing that translated to, come on, you're big, uh, eat when you eat food or whatever it is. That's because that has a question mark at the end of it. Okay. So well, crap though, so, if we so, can't get the so, right. Yeah, exactly. There should be like a, uh, that's supposed to be like a science question. <laughs> so we asked Bobby, come on, you're big food when you eat. Oh, oh here we go. Okay. Oh my gosh. Oh, how can I pause it? Oh, need to oh, see if I can get it again. All right. <laughs> this was good. This was so good. Okay, here we go. Oh, this is great. All okay. right. This says, in the future, you will be on Mars. What is your clothing, food, and housing when you move? <laughs> when you move. When you move. <laughs> this is right. actually like... That's an actual it translated question. well this time. Yeah, that's not yeah. bad. Well done, Google. Once in a while, you get it right. Good job. Yeah. All right. Well, this is good stuff. All right. Um... We'll talk to Bobby later. We'll see what his take is on that. And uh, yeah. in the meantime, we have to do this. It's time for your daily dose of news, and it's brought to you by 
It's not brought to you by the Omar ice cream flavor. Mm. 13 Peppers by Ralph.com is having a sale to move the last of his inventory. He says, I specialize in hot pepper seeds. The hotter, the better. And if you use the code TMS at checkout, you'll receive an additional discount of 15% off the sale price just for being a fellow listener. So if you have it in your heart to help a fellow nerd out, please visit my site at, again, here's uh, the number 13. Mm hmm. Sorry, I have, I have too much ice cream flavor in my mouth. Uh, the number 13, peppersbyralph.com. Also, follow him at Instagram at 13peppersbyralph. And at, UT, at YouTube, just 13 Peppers for all his fun stuff. Ah, 13 Peppers is a great name for YouTube. 13 Peppers by Ralph. Yeah, I didn't know he was doing this. This sounds cool. I'm going to check that it out. super cool. Yeah. 13peppersbyralph.com. I'm looking it up right now just for funsies yeah. here. See what it looks like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, look at this. Entire stock on sale. Seeds and spices from my garden to your home. All orders over 25, free shipping. Oh, yeah, look at all these. Ooh, that looks hot. That looks like it would burn my face. Oh, he's got so many. Holy crap. Really? Well, it should be 13, right? There's more than that. There's like one, two. So these are seeds like... um so grow your own peppers kind of thing. Yeah, it right? uh, looks like. And he's got pictures of his actual grown ones for each oh, one. Oh, look at that. He's got a whole... Oh, this is great. What a cool thing. I'm kidding. Um, I like his about page. That's it's a lot Ohio. His Our Story page is great. It says, eventually I'll put something here about how I got to where I'm at. Maybe. Fine. My wife says I have to. I will work on it. LOL. So. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like sounds like all of us. Yeah, we all. Nobody knows how to do those, That's right? right? Oh, these are all on sale too. So you can get a pack of uh, pick pick a pack of uh, pepper seeds for like <laughs> under three bucks in a lot of cases. Nicely done on the uh, some Brazilian like, red ghost. Ooh, that was yeah. my. Uh, I wrestled on Congo de Nicaragua. Ooh, CC wee oui, wee. Oui. All right, first story of the day. Yeah. Let's uh, have yeah. a let's get our COVID story out of the way because there's always all right. Let's do it. Yeah, there's, there's always, always one. COVID story. A teacher's in trouble. Uh, Texas teacher locked a COVID positive son in her car boot, or as they call it here in America, the trunk. Mm-hmm. This is a UK story, so that's why they're calling it the boot. Right. Uh, Zoe knows. Zoe, you know what a boot is, right? She knows what the boot is. Yeah. What yeah. about the bonnet? What yeah. about the bonnet, uh, Zoe? Huh? Bonnet yeah. Boot. And Canadians know all about it. All right. <laughs> a U.S. teacher has been arrested for allegedly locking her COVID-positive son in the car boot to protect herself from exposure to the virus as she drove to a testing site, says local media. Sarah Beam, age 41, is reportedly uh, char- uh, charged with endangering a child. A witness called police after hearing someone in the vehicle's trunk on uh, the 3rd of January at the site of Harris County, Texas. Uh, the teacher reportedly opened the boot to reveal the boy lying inside. It's a 13-year-old so, son. So this actually happened in Texas it yeah. was reported in the UK. Yeah, they're reporting it in the UK. I think I saw there was an, another US version of this, but I like the UK yeah. one because it's so yeah, much more too, yeah. prim and proper. Put him in the boot. They put him <laughs> in the boot. Uh, let's see. The teacher reportedly opened the boot. Uh, they keep. I'm going to say trunk from now on. To reveal the boy lying inside. <laughs> Mrs. Beam said her 13-year-old son had tested positive for COVID-19. He was taking uh, the kid to uh, Pridgen, or Prid, sorry, Pridgen, Pridgen, probably Pridgen Stadium. Pridgen. Uh, it was a location there for another test to confirm the result, according to local media. She reportedly had placed the teenager in the in the car trunk because she did not want to be infected herself. Health worker told uh, her there there would be no coronavirus test until the boy was allowed to sit in the back seat of the car. 
So they weren't going to go around and administer it in the trunk and then shut the damn thing. <laughs> so, like, you know, no, uh, well, ma'am, you cannot put a child in the boot of, in the trunk of your car. Yeah. Uh, it was, nope, we are not going to test him until you put him in the back seat. Yeah, put him in the back seat or else we're not part of your weird, sick thing. Uh, wow. Let's see. The health worker, Ernest, so Mrs. Beam had been working as a teacher at Cypress Falls High School since 2011, is now on administrative leave. Hmm. Uh, Imagine why. The P, <laughs> the, P, uh, the police were alerted that a child was in the trunk of a car to drive through COVID testing earlier this week, says law enforcement. Law enforcement conducted a full investigation, resulting in a war- warrant for arrest. Thankfully, the child was not harmed. Uh, let's see. Sergeant Richard Standfire. Standifer. Ooh. Oh. I know. Right. It's not as good. It's okay. But it's not. It's no Standfire, for sure. Standifer. Um. <laughs> it's like, I couldn't decide if your last name was going to be Stan or Jennifer, so we'll just jam them together. Yeah. Standifer. Standifer. Oh, that's weird, isn't it? I don't like this name now. Um <laughs> Is of the Texas Department of Public Safety told the local news channel that the boy could have been seriously hurt if the vehicle had ended up in any kind of collision. I've never sure. heard of somebody being put in a trunk because they tested positive for anything, says Star- Sergeant Standifer. Um, yeah, well, yeah, because you, you haven't have. experienced a zombie outbreak. Because if somebody was, if somebody did have a zombie effect, uh, you know, affliction, mm-hmm. I'd put him in the trunk. <clears throat> I wonder if they would have been any more upset in Texas. Or hell, even in Utah when I was growing up, you would always see people just loosely in the back of people's trucks all the time. Kids and teenagers yeah. were just that's yeah, mostly people... getting into uh, drive-ins, drive-in yeah. movies. Yeah, it's super easy to do back then. Now it's like way more. You know, you get pulled over for it now. But but in Texas, because yeah, if... I mean, it is a danger. It's like uh, if there's an accident, that it's that trunk that that saves the people within the car. Yeah, because it crumples first. Exactly. <laughs> so if they'd have pulled up in a truck, an open bed truck, would they have reacted differently? Oh, like, probably not. Probably would have been no issue. See, that's hilarious oh, that's just, to yeah, me. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I know that that was fine when we were kids. Is it illegal now to... Um... Pretty sure it's illegal in most states. Not all. Like, connect, uh, okay. Dice Tomato says not in Kentucky. You can ride in them all the time. As when I was... When you and I... Seated. When yeah. you and I were kids... Pretty sure you could do that, and there was no big deal. That's just what you did. Yeah, not pe- a problem at all. But people yeah. were getting thrown from them and killed all the time, so eventually, mm-hmm. you know, of course, laws reflect that. Um, it's legal in Virginia. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. Virginia does a lot of things legally. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, I guess what I'm saying is, are they being too hard on her simply because... Well, uh, let me put it this way. If she was in a collision, which would be more dangerous, an open bed truck or a trunk, an enclosed trunk? I don't know. Um, but if she'd gotten probably, away with it in the truck, then what's the point of getting after her for this? You know what I mean? Probably in, probably uh, more danger in a trunk, right? Because at least in a truck, there's a lot more room. And it's a lot heavier vehicle or a lot heavier. Um, they've, got, they've got to get through a lot more to get to the people, yeah. even if they're in the back. Whereas yeah. a trunk, man, that thing crumples up like a, like a soda can. That's true. I um, guess the only real downside of the open part of a, of a bed would be you get tossed. Right, so you get thrown yeah. into traffic or off a cliff or some other. Let's thing. ask you this. All right, um, so there are states where it's illegal and states where it is legal yeah. to have riders in the back of a pickup truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the fifty states, what would be? What's your percentage? Like, what do you think? How many states do you think it's legal in versus illegal? Um, I'm guessing. I'm guessing every major city on the coasts are probably. Oh no, that wouldn't be true because I know Mississippi probably is cool with it and they're a coastal town city town or a mm-hmm. state 
Oh, geez. Mississippi is cool with it, by the way. Yeah, I think I think I, I think someone someone told me that, or maybe it's because Kim's brothers were always in the back of a truck, and I just maybe yeah. Um, all right, I'll say thirty thirty percent of places it's illegal. Thirty percent. So um, fifty states. Thirty percent of that would be roughly eighteen. Eighteen. No. Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, yeah, 30 plus 20, so just under 18%, 17, 17%, basically. Yeah, so about 17. Uh, 20, 20 states. So you were close. Oh, not too far uh, off. Where it, is, where it is legal, and of course those are uh, Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Delaware, Idaho, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Minnesota, Mississippi, Montana, New Hampshire, North Dakota, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Vermont, Washington, West Virginia, and of course, Wyoming. Of course. Yeah, they can't have. They, they can't be not having people in trucks up there. Come on now. Right um, now, the remaining thirty states have laws. Uh, let's see, a few prohibit any writing in the back, but some of them have an age limit. So, oh, older than eighteen, you can do it in Florida, Georgia, Maine, a few, quite a few states actually. Interesting. Sixteen is the cutoff point. Louisiana, it's twelve. Massachusetts, it's twelve. And then, um. Arkansas, D.C., New Jersey, Utah, and Wisconsin, um, and Hawaii and New York. No, none at all. No, none at all. No yeah, I knew. I knew it was hardcore here now. Um, yep. And it's not it's that long ago because there was a time where, back when I was like doing, I was involved in some scout leadership stuff. We used to mm-hmm. drive around and do flags on like the Fourth of July, and the kids would, mm. you know, it'd be like, oh, they'd ride in the, yeah, yeah, right. and they'd ride in the back of the thing and and do that but maybe we were breaking the law and i didn't know it i don't know i don't know it wasn't my truck <laughs> should, we, uh, should we start a movement where you know we protest and have signs made about the government taking away our rights to ride in the back of a pick an open pickup truck let's and, do it uh, let's do it let's cause some uh, false outrage about a thing no one cares about yeah, i think that actually go- seems like the thing to do these days let's do it <laughs> it does yes yeah, exactly I'm my in. body my body my choice. Yeah, my truck, my, truck. My, yeah, my 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 truck, my body, my choice. Perfect. <laughs> oh boy, I can't wait. Uh, here's another story here for you about uh, Honda. This is another car story, okay. um, automotive story, sort of. Older Honda and Acura models. So if you got an older model, uh, we'll get to mm-hmm. what that means in a minute. We're hit by the Y2K22 bug. Oh. That resets clocks 20 years in the past. <laughs> and this actually happened. So it changes it to Y2002. Yeah. So it changes it. To, Basically, okay. yes. Uh, owners of older Honda and Acura models started up their cars on New Year's Day only to find that their vehicles turned into time machines. According to a report from Jalop, Jalopnik. Jalopnik. Jalopnik? Like jalopy. Jalopy. Oh, oh, jalopnik. like car. It's a car reference. Yeah, I get it. It's a, car, it's a tech car site. It's part of the uh, Gawker media uh, set, I think. Oh, right. Or whoever owns those now. Whoever they own. Yeah, right. Exactly. I don't know what happened. No longer Gawker. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, thanks a lot. What's your real name? <laughs> Maurice Patootie. Hulkster. What's his real name? His real name's like Maurice Patootie or something. What is it? Uh, What is his real For, name? Marie, more. What is it? Oh, shoot. Terry Terry. Terry. Terry, Terry Balea. That's it. Balea, that's it, yeah. He sucks. <laughs> Pumba. A Pumba. <laughs> Thanks, Claire. Um, anyway, so it's, uh, I'll say, they didn't say, it's not clear which cars are affected, uh, but by judging by user reports, it's somewhere uh, with models released in 2006 to 2014. 
Uh, so relatively new cars. My, in fact, I'll bet my son's 2014 Honda probably is doing this, and he's not paying attention. Oh, maybe, yeah. He it's kind of weird that it even cares what the year is anyway, but I guess... Like when I get my, my Kia Soul has yeah. a display on the dashboard, yeah. as most cars do, mm-hmm. and uh, it tells me the month and day, which is really cool. I like that, and of course the time. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking, well, it does. It definitely doesn't tell me the year, and I should know the year. I should be able to get in my car with the already already predetermined with the knowledge that I know what year it is. So yeah. why would it need to display it? But I guess that is important for. Um, adjusting the calendar automatically in leap years. Yeah, and then you're and there's so much stuff tied into dates with your uh, maintenance stuff that happens automatically. There's so much computer crap in those that oh, they right. they all yeah. depend on that clock. I think for yeah for stuff, but it shouldn't be that hard to tweak this and fix it, right? I mean, yeah. just get in there and fix it. I guess I don't know. I would think it's not like yeah. your car stops running. I, I wouldn't assume. Um, they said uh, even if you attempt to manually tweak the date and time. Uh, the system does not appear to save the new things, hence it's a bug. Mm-hmm. Um, America Honda is aware of the potential concern connected with the clock display and certain older Acura and Honda models equipped with navigation systems, says Honda spokesperson Chris Naughton. He told this to The Verge. <laughs> we are currently investigating this issue to determine possible countermeasures and have no additional details to share at this time. That's their Poor speak guy. for... Has to come up with a... Has to come up with a sorry speak, corporate sorry speak, yep. because people's clocks were 20 years yeah and now they have to decide are we going to do anything because this will cost us a billion dollars to do anything right right they probably won't i'm sure yeah they'll just send out a usb (laughs) usb that everybody plugs in downloads a new firmware done yeah i like my honda uh or yeah or they just say your car is too old we're not going to fix it yeah probably more likely 2006 to 2014 they should make the japanese uh, corporate do it make them be all like apologetic and bow a lot and stuff like that they should do that mm-hmm. uh one more story here brian this is good news for men like us oh good excellent i was hoping for some good news for men like us it won't work for you though because you've had the snippy snip but uh i don't know help me if i ever got out of control <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, sure turns out heating up testicles with nanoparticles can work as male contraception Oh, oh nice. yeah! Look at this. Yeah, I just I just rub them together to heat them up, like a, like like a, a couple little... of sticks at a campfire, just like that. Just like that. Yep, exactly oh, like that. Yep. Actually, that helped me because my hands are cold down here. It's oh, good. It? Yeah. Uh, anyway, nano contraception is based on the idea that nanoparticles uh, here about a hundred nanometers in diameter. It's pretty small. That's roughly. <laughs> yes, he did. By the way, he did say contraception. Did I say contraception? I didn't mean yeah, to. Yeah, he did call it contraception. Gosh, yeah, which dang is it. great. Jamie is, will find it. And so wait, what's be... the mix between contraception and consterception? Consternation. Consternation. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, I didn't even hear it. Um, all right. Oh, says, constipation. Maybe that was it. Maybe it was a combination of constipation and contraception. There you yeah. go. Ew, I'm, I'm sad now that I said it. Anyway, uh, there are 100 nanometers in diameter. That's roughly one one thousandth the width of a piece of paper or a strand of human hair. So very, very, very small. Uh, Can somehow be delivered to the testes where they can be warmed. Uh, If you could warm up the testes just a bit, you would have a way to turn sperm production on and off at will because the warmer they get, the less fertile they become. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But it's a delicate process because the testicles can be irre- irreversibly destroyed if they become too warm. Mm-hmm. The tissue dies and it can no longer produce sperm, even when the testicles return to their normal temperature. 
So using nanotechnologies to warm testicles was first studied in 2013 on mice. Oh, the poor mice and their little tiny balls. Yeah, Yeah, the poor guys. (laughs) They injected them directly into their mouse testicles then. The the nanoparticles uh, were long nano rods. Oh, jeez. Uh, of gold atoms. So imagine a tube of 120 gold atoms along a diameter of 30 gold atoms. Very small, wow. but that's it's gold. Yeah. Uh, you cold, coat it with a few long polymer chains on their surface. They look like oblong bacteria with, uh, with hair sticking out of it. I like gold. <laughs> I got gold in my testicles. <laughs> Uh, radiation caused to heat lesions on the skin surrounding the mice's testicles. So it didn't work out great. But they're getting there. Gold they're getting there. fingering. <laughs> da, da, da. He's a man who's working on some contraception. There you go. There you go. You could, in theory, chat's making a joke about it, but you could ask your personal home assistant, like your A-word or your, your Google Home or your, you know, whatever, your Siri yeah. device, that yeah. you could ask it to... To warm, hey, you know, hey Siri, warm up my testicles. Oh, sure, yeah. sure. Warm them up. They'd have to be Bluetooth enabled, though. <laughs> yeah, they would. It yeah. would have to be Bluetooth. Well, they'd have yes, and they'd need more hardware than they currently can handle at that size. Oh so. man, so many jokes. Bluetooth hardware. Oh, my gosh. Oh, uh, what are like, we doing? Yeah. This thing just writes itself. Lester yeah. Holt. Uh, we're setting you all up for some great comedy tonight on uh, NBC Night Leaning. That's right, Lester Holt. Come in here with your no lips and let's get this going. <laughs> Uh, An alarming trend on uh, with COVID today. No one has any lips. Um, <laughs> Finally, <laughs> here's our final story. Yeah, an album made entirely of endangered bird sounds <laughs> has beat Taylor Swift on a top fifty chart. Oh man! Uh, did the did the Night Attack guys do this? this feels <laughs> like something that Night Attack guys it does, do. doesn't it? They've screwed with yeah. some chart and ruined yeah. it for everyone else. Anyway, for the most of December, Adele had the top selling album in Australia. Followed by Ed Sheeran, he's the one with the, uh, the the he looks like a dope, but he he's a super sexy singer. You know him. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Ever since that Game of Thrones cameo, yeah, jeez, just took off like crazy. Anyway, yeah. then there were collections of absolute bangers that took everyone by surprise. Songs of Disappearance is an entire album of calls from endangered Australian birds. Last month, it briefly perched at number three at the top's top fifty charts ahead of Taylor Swift. <laughs> Songs of Disappearance. Yeah. Songs of Disappearance, you know. Songs of, songs of Disappearance. Taylor's version. <laughs> I kind of want to hear it. I wonder if it's... Um, let's see if I... Yeah, need. if it streams. Yeah, sure. let's see if I've got it here. I'm going to find it. Yeah. Uh, well, YouTube... You, we probably won't get a, 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 a flag from YouTube by playing Songs of Disappearance. Yeah, if it's just birds, then who cares? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. it's not on Apple Music or Spotify, so we got to try YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah, That's we'll, try, we'll try YouTube, see if they have it. Okay. All right, you hear that bird? I do. Let me skip ahead some. It's a uh, yellow-throated booby. Yeah, it's always the booby. How about a yellow-throated booby? <laughs> All right, so this is literally just... This is just endangered bird sounds. Yeah. Okay, I could listen to that for a chunk of the day. That would chill me out. I think I might. Uh, I might. starting to get a little... We're starting to get a few too many birds for my liking. Oh, too many birds at once? Too many birds. birds at once. Yeah. Yeah, I was expecting a good evening tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. That'd be great if there was narration and stuff. Make it yeah. seem like a, 
Uh, what's Tonight's his name presents? YouTube is <laughs> alarming tale. Good evening. The Crow. All right. Uh, there's your stories. That's your news. That's all she wrote. But we got a break uh, now. And when we come back, we'll be here with Bill for a little bit. I want to talk about uh, Brian's recent print uh, as well, because we're going to talk oh, yeah. about all that stuff. Oh, good. Have you, have you done something with it? No, oh, no, no. Done. Just your just oh. your uh, your daredevil. I want to talk about that. Oh, I didn't print that. I painted it. Or painted it. So, that's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, the painting is really good. And I want to talk about your methods. And then I'm going to cool. sneeze. Hold on. Okay. Oh my gosh! All right, there's that. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a I don't have a push to sneeze button. I only have a push to cough button. So you know, can't push it for that. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. Trying to keep it doesn't doesn't work. Yeah. You got to keep it. To- you know, the integrity of the show depends on us being truthful and honest in all the things we do. That's right. Anyway, Bobby. After that, and more. So stick around. Before that, Brian's going to play the song he brought to the show. Sure. Let's go to the Swedish Lapland for this one. Uh, for a band called the Magnets, they are from uh, Pajala. Pajala. I think it's Pajala because I don't think Sweden. Do they? Do they not pronounce the J's? Do oh, they turn them into H's? I don't know. Pajala. Pajala. Pajala? Anyway, Pajala. It's probably Pajala. Pajala. I bet it's a yeah. Okay. Um, quick, get Ikea on the phone. Uh, they have a brand new single coming out on Friday. This coming Friday. It's called Monster, and it's about the flirty, sexy, excruciating stage where it's like, will they or won't they, is is the way that uh, Rebecca, Rebecca Diggerval uh, explains it. You're a nervous wreck trying to downplay your feelings, but they're growing and growing. Mm. Well, let's hear it. Um, there's a uh, really cool kind of 50s style video that goes along with this. The song is Monster. Here are the magnets. Bang, bang, take a shot in the 
hello. I'd like to talk to you a little bit about Thrive Market. I'm very impressed with this new sponsor. Thrive Market is an online membership-based market on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. That means you and me. Thrive Market carries all of your favorite clean brands that don't clean out your wallet. Shop everything from ethically, you know, sourced pantry essentials, you know, hot sauces, yeah, stuff like that. Things I love. <laughs> to sustainable meat and seafood, to non-toxic cleaning and beauty products. We all need those. Each and every item is vetted by Thrive's high standards, so you get the highest quality products at the best possible price. Plus, you can easily shop by diets and values like keto, gluten-free, vegan, low-sugar, non-GMO, fair trade certified, and many other options. And when you become a member, Thrive Market donates a membership to a family in need. Thrive Market has monthly or annual membership options. So, you know, whatever suits your lifestyle, they've got, you know, it's set for you. Uh, it's really cool. And I loved the initial experience, especially where you go through these questions and it kind of finds out who you are and what you're like and what you're into. And then just sort of knew what to recommend. So I want you to go check it out and save you time, save you money to get 40% off your first order and a free gift. Join today at thrivemarket.com slash TMS. That's 40% off your first order and a free gift when you join today at Thrive, that's T-H-R-I-V-E, thrivemarket.com slash TMS. And of course, the force is a word used by witches down through the centuries to describe the power they receive from Satan. Uh, Characters like Darth Vader, who look almost exactly like the ancient Norse god Odin, and uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and there's a form of witchcraft called Obi Witchcraft, in which chanting Obi, Obi, Obi over and over again releases the power into the witches' lives. A super refreshing alternative. This is the morning stream. Is it over yet? No, it's not. We're still here. Brian, who is that song again? One more time. That song is The Magnets. Uh, ends with an E-T-T-E-S. Uh, and they've got a brand new, brand new single called Monster. Comes out this Friday. What is her, what was her name again? Diggerdoo? Diggerydoo? What was it? Oh, Rebecca, um, Rebecca. Demornay? Not Demornay. <laughs> no, no, Diggerval. Oh, Rebecca Diggerval. 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 All right. Yep. Try not to say that too fast. You might screw up. Is what I'm talking. <laughs> uh, hey, we're back. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get going here with our guests, and uh, you know one of them already because he's on here all the time. Been here for quite a while, and he makes cool mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, he goes mm-hmm. by the name of Bill, and he's about to join us. And when he does, you'll hear this. Your bat caves open there, Bill. Bill Duran joining us from PunishProps.com, all the way up there in the Seattle area. Bill, welcome back to the show. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, morning Bill. What time is there? The to show off. Oh yeah, he does. does. You know, we should do this real quick. So, so Brian painted a, um, uh, a daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah. Now, well, the reason I was really interested in bringing this up today is because you did something that I do in uh, digital painting. Sure. Yeah, which you is do you don't do yeah. you don't necessarily go with like traditional uh lighting techniques that a lot of people use you went with like different shades of red and i just wanted you to maybe explain how you did that and then show it off yeah absolutely so uh 
and you probably do this a ton, Bill. So painting an object, um, uh, you've got to kind of figure out where the light sources are, where the shadows are, that sort of thing. And with minis, there's this thing called uh, zenithal painting or zenithal priming, where you take black primer, gray primer, and white primer, and you spray the object from a source so that you can kind of see where light would naturally hit it. So um, good example here is uh, Thor, which I'm holding yeah. up to the camera again. Yeah. And this is, uh, aside from the flesh color paint that I've painted um, on his face and arms, you can see like the grays and the shadows and stuff. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Was that with like uh, an airbrush to do the no, spray? No, just a spray can. So oh, spray basically paint. I spray the entire thing black and then I come down from the top and do kind of like a halo spray in gray so that oh, cool. and then just a straight uh, white spray almost directly like um, like light would hit it like you're doing it like, like a light, light would direction. hit it in the face yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Spray, some white spray in the face how, how, there, there you go, go Jamie just a lot of it no that's really cool there. because what you have to do otherwise is rely on actual lighting in a place to even get the effect whereas this yep. says hey I always want the light from underneath and from the left so that's just how it looks no matter what you're doing oh yeah there yeah. you go that's uh, something I've seen with a lot of minis they'll they'll like if I'm painting a prop I'm not gonna like bake in the lighting right because right. I want it to look right in whatever lighting it's in but I've seen a lot of mini painters do that where they'll they'll put a glowing crystal let's say they're like yes. their character and it'll look like that glowing crystal is casting light on other parts of the on mini. other parts oh, yeah so cool I almost did that with Doctor Strange because he's got two he's got two little glowy things uh, let's see put a little light thing behind so he's mm -hmm. doing two like little um uh what does he call those like his little magic rune kind of things his hand runes <laughs> where he's always drawn, yeah, yeah. he's drawn the portals right. or whatever with him yeah and then, right and i made those green and i almost continued that green onto his glove but his his cape is a really good example of what i'm talking about so let's see if i can get the shadow so um dr strange's cape is also three three different reds a a solid like a just a straight up um red and then a light one and a dark one duh of course mm -hmm. right there well, that's good yeah you work and with your mid-tone and then you got your darker and your lighter and all that yeah. exactly but when you do the the uh, zenithal priming mm -hmm. you can um that automatically tells you where those shadows are going to be so here with thor yeah. you can see the shadow parts of the cape you can see the light parts of the cape up top and i just use those as my as my source when i'm painting and uh that's it's a really like a great idea. Sheet. It's kind of like tracing, basically. That's so cool. Yeah. 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 That's but really with, cool. With Daredevil, um, this one I'm just super proud of. It just came out great. Uh, yeah, he's got again. under he's got under lighting that is convincing to me. I see that mm -hmm. and go, yes. oh, yeah, Brian's got some perfect light shining down on his figure, but it's not. It's just no, your color. Yeah, that's really yeah, cool. Yeah, exactly. So it was... Uh, um, and this is this is the point now where I feel like I'm finally getting the hang of this mini painting thing after 20... Um, after painting 20 minis, mm. <laughs> I feel like yeah, I'm yeah. finally getting the hang of it. So I don't <laughs> want to go back and look at Black Widow and Captain America and Iron Man, the first ones I ever printed, and see, oh, geez. It's almost like uh, yeah. <laughs> keep it at it constantly is the way you improve things. So that's cool. That's very good. You think. Um, and then over the weekend or last week, I did a I painted Thanos, and everything seemed to go wrong with that. Like I had over 
you know, parts where I was brushing really carefully, but still some paint got in areas that it wasn't supposed to, and his eyes don't look right, and his chin doesn't look right, and it'd be funny so, if you only if only fifty percent of it worked right. <laughs> well, right, he does. He looks half bad. Is the problem with Thanos? <laughs> Thanos exactly, looks yes. exactly half right exactly, down the middle. Exactly and bad. half bad. Yeah, that's yes. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, all it's right. Good that you're practicing, though. Practice is what. Is what helps. Yeah, absolutely. For practice sure. makes yeah. perfect, as they've been telling me our entire lives. So, and these yeah. um, for people who are wondering where these came from, these are from the Marvel United board game. So these are not things that I've three D printed. I know some people are thinking that these are uh, things I've three D printed. No, these are from the Marvel United board game. I have uh, eighty seven figures in this current batch minifigures to paint and coming sometime in 2022 because i've already paid for paid for it on kickstarter is another like 112 uh oh x-men x-men figures that are oh my that lord coming that's yeah. a lot you're gonna have to pay well, you'll, be a, a yeah. you'll be a pro by the time you're done painting all of those yeah, yeah. by the time i get to that last wolverine that fourth version of wolverine that they're sending yeah uh, i should be a real pro yeah you should do <laughs> jubilee and then and then have regrets about it you should do that yeah <laughs> well we all do that yeah. yeah we all feel bad about jubilee existing uh well there you go a little update on uh, uh some of brian's yeah. crafty work hey bill what are you going what are you doing this week what do you got going on uh, today I wanted to talk a little bit about critiquing art on the internet. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Good, All right. good time for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have, I have a theory that the world would be a kinder place if more people took a studio art class and had to have their own art critiqued in front of the class. Oh, yeah. Now, you two went to, you guys went to art school, right? Have yep. you, you've gone to a studio art class? Yeah. You had your easel out in front of everyone else? Oh, yeah. We did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had, uh, what do they call those? Uh, critique, like basically had critiques every Friday. Yeah. Kind of oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, for the uninitiated, if you didn't go to, if you went to a, a valuable school, not art school like <laughs> the rest of us, yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, you have like a studio art class that's like three hours long. Everyone has an easel in like a semicircle around the subject. Could be a bowl of fruit, could be a naked person, whatever you're drawing that day. And everyone in the class spends that whole session drawing on their easel or painting or whatever it is. Then when everyone's done, there's time to do the critique. Everyone turns their easel around facing inward so everyone can see everyone else's artwork. And one by one, everyone talks about their artwork and other people <laughs> offer, hopefully helpful criticism. hopefully correct constructive criticism yes, yeah exactly yeah we so had that- yeah we had the it's a similar setup except the hard part with us is our teacher was a very successful commercial artist in his own right and during off semester he was getting commissions for newsweek and you know big illustrations oh, oh, for wow. big publications and was really good so it just added to the stress because that dude was also <laughs> going to give you his five bits after everyone else right, had their yeah. say and it always just felt like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die in here. But it was really valuable, like yeah. not just valuable as a learn how to deal with criticism, boy, kind of reason. I mean, like mm-hmm. more of a, I don't know, what, I don't even know how to quite to put this. Just the having to perform that stuff under pressure, that kind of pressure, was really valuable to me. It still still yeah. helps me to this day. So if, if you're the one getting your art critiqued, you learn a lot. But if you're the one doing the critiquing, you learn a lot, too, because I found people tend to be a little more gentle with their critique, more thoughtful when their head's on the chopping block next, when their art's going to be judged next. Yeah. Uh, on the Internet, people leave critique about artwork who have never 
made anything in their entire lives. And they're, they're, <laughs> right, yeah. Their comments tend to be a lot more pointed, a lot less gentle. Uh, I've found, I don't know if you guys have found this, but posting your art on the internet can be kind of scary. Uh, you, sure. you drop that art on the internet, it has to speak for itself. You can't be there to defend it. Uh, and I'll tell you what, too, it's especially true if that work includes part of you. Like maybe your entire face in an entire video, yeah. <laughs> like a YouTube video. Yeah. It's really hard to separate a critique of that artwork from a critique of the artist, right. critique yeah. of yourself. Sure. Uh, it's very hard to not take that personally. Ask me how I know. I bet you know. <laughs> I bet if anyone knows, you know. Nothing yeah. like a YouTube comment yeah. to get up in your craw. Yeah. Oh, so, really brighten your day. Yeah. Yeah. So, so here's here's my philosophy when I'm if I'm leaving feedback on the internet about someone else's artwork, I tend to go with the uh, if you don't know if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all method. I tend to go with that. Mm-hmm. If you see art you don't like, try to think, you know what? I guess it's just not for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't have to say anything. Don't have to comment on it. Yeah. yeah. Now, it's just not your if thing. If you if you do see art that you love, say something. Please, for crying out loud. People mm-hmm. tend to only speak up when they have a criticism. But if you love art, tell the artist and try and pick something specific to compliment, right? Yeah. Oh, I love how you did the shading on this. Oh, the paint job on that prop looks really, really good. Pick something specific. Trust me, it will make someone's day. Yeah. Uh, And then sometimes uh, an artist will post something and ask for feedback. Yeah. Which I think is, I don't know, not always a great idea. It's a a brave, yeah, it's a very brave move to do that, I think. (laughs) But if you see someone doing that and you want to leave feedback, please just be gentle. Be gentle. Put yourself in their shoes. Yeah. I, uh, the, um, here's one exception I make. Um, if it's, I feel like you're punching up and it's, it's better to be punching up always if, whenever mm-hmm. you can with your criticisms. But if it's somebody's stupid NFT board ape bullcrap, go ahead yeah. and criticize it. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. Ape with the doobie in his mouth. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, oh, here's ahead. a version of him with a, with a bong in his mouth. And now here's a version of him where he's he's pink instead of brown. And it's like, sure. yeah, go ahead and punch up on those. That's fine. Those are stupid. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, but no, you make a really good point. And, um, you know, now more than ever, Bill, like everybody who creates anything has a, has an out, outlet for it, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not hard to do. Get an Instagram account, get a Twitter account, get a whatever, have an Etsy store. Like everybody who wants to can push their work forward and um yeah just know that it's it's a big full place full of a lot of competing ideas and i don't know be nice to each other i suppose yeah and everyone gets to have an opinion about everything yeah everybody and they all think that it's really important that they share it right Um, yeah yeah, there's no getting around that uh so so enjoy our modern nightmare we built for ourselves (laughs) uh very cool what uh uh, you got anything else this week you want to yeah i have a video for you just dropped it in the chat there if you look up michael alm a-l-m on youtube he does a bunch of woodworking and he's been doing a lot of patterned plywood oh so oh my god plywood is several layers of wood and if you cut them and stack them with those layers facing up you can use that pattern to make something look really artistic and cool. He's done a bunch of projects like that. It looks so cool. Oh yeah, look at that. I do. Wow. So each of these V's that we're looking at here is made up of two slices of plywood, uh, you know, connected at the middle, right? Correct. Kind of yeah. Wow. From the 
Yeah, with the end grain exposed, so you see the pattern. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, holy cow! Yeah, that's great. It's really right? neat. Yeah. Right. How much would it cost you to do a whole wall like that? I wonder. Probably a lot. Like oh, that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> probably be really about, expensive. I mean, it's about the size of a four by eight sheet of plywood. Yeah, it's it's not the cost of uh, of the plywood. It's yeah, the time of cutting of time. each of those little little squares. Yeah. yeah, and then joining them up. Well, my my thinking would be, what would you have to pay a dude like this to make your custom oh, wall? Geez. And you'd make some. He'd make bank. He'd have to because why else would you do this? Holy crap! Oh, yeah, geez, yeah. It's really intense. Uh, that's awesome. Go check it out. It's uh, again. Let's see, Michael Alm A L M. Uh, is that my saying it right? Or probably am. Yeah, probably. Um, I probably yeah. Um Anyway, that's up there on YouTube, so go check that out. Of course, PunishProps.com, Bill's very own little uh, awesome channel. You can go check that out, PunishProps.com, or the channel on YouTube. Hey, Bill, anything else you want to mention before you go? Uh, no. No? Nothing at all? <laughs> nope. All right, then. Bill's wearing nothing at all. You heard it from his mouth. We'll see you soon. Bye. Right. <laughs> see you, Bill. <laughs> Bill does the show naked. Confirmed. That is amazing looking. Holy mackerel. That's yeah, really wow. pretty. Uh, that kind of stuff blows my mind. Yeah. Man, look at all the views you get if you're a smart wood guy. Yeah, that's a thing, right? It's like uh, people want to learn how to do wood stuff. They go, they go online. Not a lot of people want to find a video about how to add chapters to your podcast. <laughs> it's just not as, not as popular. Uh, no, not, not a thing. I've struggled yeah. for years to figure out what my YouTube play would be, and I don't have one. I just don't. Well, you you totally do. It's your art. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. For but you, it's an obvious one. It is, but is it? Like, I don't know if anyone cares. Do they care? Do they want more of that? Like, okay, I totally. I will admit. Last week when I put up the or a couple days ago, I put up the process of that Among Us character who's naked underneath yeah. with the knife. Yeah, <laughs> with the knife. Yeah. And it's just a short little TikTok style tall video thing, and that thing went crazy. Like on Reddit, I uh, got I don't know. It was on the Reddit Among Us page, and ended up with like eight thousand. Uh, upvotes and all this sort of stuff. So yeah. clearly, there's like an appetite for some of this, and maybe that's the format: short, maybe narrated, maybe. very quick, uh, easy to consume. I don't know. Maybe that's the. I, I don't know. I've never maybe figured out quite what yeah. I should do. Got to figure it out. Yeah, I wanted to do some like do some painting stuff. Uh, for <laughs> at one point, Dunaway and I were talking about doing a side by side stream where on his side he'd be drawing the marvel character and on the right on the other side i'd be painting the mini of that same marvel character oh, right so like great. it'd be a side by side thing um i, I haven't that. figured out a way to put a camera in a place where it picks up the the mini really well and what i'm doing to it without it being in my way cuz <laughs> i i already hit my magnifying uh i have a little magnifying light I hit that thing all the time anyway. Mm. Yeah, that's hard. How are you going to avoid that? Yeah. So maybe, I don't know. Maybe, TV's Travis, you do you do uh, painting streams. Maybe hit me up and, and let me know if there's a really good way to do it. Oh, Dunaway's in the chat room. Yeah. Is he? Do you think we'll ever do it, Brian? Do you think we'll ever <laughs> do that stream? You should do it. You guys should yeah. make this. I'd watch that. Hell yeah. That sounds like fun. It would be fun. But, uh, well, nice. one day we'll figure this yeah. shit out. Uh, yeah, hey, exactly. uh, that's uh, that's that. Let's get Bobby all up in it. Yeah, let's get Bobby. I need, Bobby. To, under I need to understand the world around me, and so uh, I do. who better? I hear they're sending tardigrades into space. I want to know about that. Ooh, tardigrade. Mm. tardigrade. A little, little uh, mm. water pig looking weird yeah. ass things. <laughs> I don't, I don't trust him. No, I don't. It's probably not the story that he's bringing, but I'm curious about it. Yeah, tardigrades are interesting. But today, we'll find out more once I hit this button that brings in Bobby. Wait a minute. Science. Hey, Bobby. What's up, science man extraordinaire, South Carolina, all that business? What's, what's going up? on? You know what What's you need up? for... 
you know what you need for YouTube? Seriously, um, if you want views, if what you're looking for is views, you've yeah. got to do kids um, <laughs> tutorial <toys>. drawing. No, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, but you could do kids tutorial drawing videos. My kids watch tons of those, just like how mm. to draw... How mm -hmm. to draw an Among Us character, and mm. you just and you do it. They're constantly watching those and drawing along with it. Really, so. that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, Carter, you're in the yeah. chat. Let's do this together. Let's come up with a dad daughter uh, YouTube domination strategy, and let's. let's There's make a it great happen. channel. Totally do that. Yeah. yeah. It's a great format too. The two of you, because you can chat about it and give each other tips and advice. And if you're if you're thinking about your audience being kids, then it could be really good. I, I mean, there's channels like that and. Yeah, yeah, we really enjoyed our early pandemic. Was it May of 2020? That was great. Yeah, your little your, your was Saturday fun. morning classes or yeah. whatever both, they were. Both that was my super kids fun. Watched that. Yeah, yeah, we had a really good time with it. We got to do more of that that crap. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, you guys are giving me ideas. This has been good. Uh, bye, Bobby. Just kidding. Hey, let's talk about some. <laughs> let's talk about some sweet, sweet science. So there's something going on. You haven't told me, so let's surprise everybody with what you got. What's going on? So doctors have transplanted. This is breaking news, by the way. I just just yesterday oh, cool. uh, I, I i threw out what i was going to talk about which was fish scientists trying to teach fish to drive um <laughs> what but, uh, <laughs> oh yeah right like they're in a they're in a fishbowl on a like a wagon looking thing yeah and the yeah. way they move around drives the little wagon yeah is that yeah. real that's real then okay that's a real yeah, so, thing some scientists yeah. did do that and it's kind of dumb well, I shouldn't say that because I don't know what's yeah. what what they're. Hey, let's they see you drive from yeah. within a tank of water, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, well, let's see you get fish. What they said they're trying to do with that is they're trying. They said we want to see if um, the the brain regions of of being able to navigate your environment, navigating navigating your environment is probably a pretty highly selected for. Um, uh, evolutionary process in the brain, right? It's important to be able to navigate your environment. Yeah. Um, would, so they said, think, yeah. is this something that is selected for in each species brain? Like, like as, as you go down the evolutionary branches, does, does each separate branch then evolve the ability to navigate? Or is this something that is way further back in evolution that is that is just so broadly applicable to every environment that all animals were able to to use it. And so they decided, let's take something like a fish who can obviously navigate in the water and see if we can figure out if it can then also navigate in on the land. So they put it in a tank with some wheels and then put like a target off on the end. And if they made it to it, they'd give it a treat. But my thought is, all it's doing is swimming towards the edge of the tank and then the tank moves in that direction. So that doesn't sound like it's learning to navigate anything no. but the water. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. Right, he's yeah. still, he's just learning, okay, it may learn, ooh, if I do this, I will benefit from doing this. I will see these, right. I will see movement, or I'll see, uh, uh, yeah, movement this way, and if I do this, I'll see movement this yeah, way. Yeah, and if That's I get, really if I, it'll, it'll learn that if it does it, it gets a treat, but it only has to swim to do it? 
Right. The yeah. fish, fish already does know, that. Fish don't know where they're going. No. So I don't know why these expert uh, <laughs> marine biologist researchers didn't talk to us first. Clearly, we understand. Right. Yeah. We must have all the information. And why didn't they come to us, those idiots? Right. Right. Exactly. But that's not what I wanted to talk about. See, that's why I was glad to because we just talked about it. Yeah. Um, no, there's your transi- transition. The, uh, <laughs> well done. The other more important thing that happened yesterday um, and very exciting is that doctors uh, just transplanted a genetically modified pig heart into a human for the first time oh my lord that's uh, i call that the uh, getting the uh, getting the getting porked no and that's not what that's called let's not say that <laughs> let's back that up and never say it again uh <laughs> so wait a minute you so the record now, Scott. <laughs> i didn't know pigs i knew pigs like flesh wise and stuff they use them for um you know, these pig carcasses all the time on Mythbusters because they're a lot like human corpses or, you know, human. Yes, if you shoot are. a bullet through it or whatever, it's very similar tissue and all that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know the heart and a pig had anything close to compatibility with us. Is that, I guess well, that's p- the. Pigs truth. have always been uh, one of the things, one of the animals that scientists really have wanted to figure out how to transplant organs from pigs to humans because, for a lot of reasons, they but but some of the main ones are that pigs their organs are similarly sized to us which is of course important and because they have such close proximity to humans uh they also there's less of a risk of disease transmission because they should share a lot of the same microbiome as us Mm -hmm. and um and uh and stuff like that they're they're the the problem is though, and, and let me let me summarize the news item, and then we can talk about why this is amazing and awesome. Um, so it was just on Friday, this past Friday, doctors at the university. It's January seventh for anybody listening later. Yeah. Um, doctors at the University of Maryland Medical Center performed that transplant on a living human, which is really important, and I'll get to why in a minute. Um, but <laughs> they need to is, live. I, I, my guess is if they're yeah. living, that's a <laughs> better experiment. That. Big heart into a dead human. Yeah. That's been done. <laughs> well, what I mean by that is that um, if you remember, uh, maybe last week or the week before, I mentioned that there was in, in September of last year, they had the first pig to human kidney transplant. Yeah. And that was done on a brain dead human, um, which which is still a like functioning biologically functioning body but but it's a it's a non-living person so right uh, like they're brain dead so that's that's the distinction here this person was not brain they were an actual like foot they it was an emergency heart surgery they were either going to get a heart transplant or die and they were not eligible for a heart transplant mm. so so they did this and um and so far as of as of last night monday uh, they after three days, the the patient's doing well. Do you and like awake and like going? How's it going, everybody? I'm uh, doing, I'm feeling good. Uh, is that going on? Yeah, yeah. I assume that they uh they've been transferred to a, a mud bath. Um, yeah, by now in yeah. the hospital. Yeah. I mean, if you no, uh, so so, but but the the long term is more of an indicator, right? Like how uh, he's fifty seven. I'm looking at the thing right here. David Bennett's yeah. his name. Um, too ill to qualify for a human heart. They did this experiment, um, and there's a bunch of questions about ethics going on yeah. right now about you know whether we should be using whether stuff we should do pigs. this to pigs at all. Right. The, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm sure if you're super vegan minded. Um, you're probably super pissed about this or something. I don't know, but it seems to me like I eat enough bacon in my lifetime that I'd be okay with one of those being a heart. It's fine. 
just sure, you know, sure. <laughs> be a heart. You heard me complain about the uh, uh, the grizzly uh, angry bacon oh, yeah. or angry pork that we've been that we munched on from Japan. I, yeah, I don't want any. That's probably a heart right there. Yeah, Brian probably isn't going to finish his. I am totally going to eat this. No yeah, problem. No problem. So I will. I'll probably finish mine. There isn't a lot in there. Yeah. I so really like the long term viability of this transplant is, of course, the the real question. I mean, in any transplant, even human to human, there's always concern about rejection and whether that's going to happen um, after a long time. You know, it, just because you've had it for a couple of weeks doesn't even necessarily mean that it's going to last. So they have to keep close eye on people. And so if it's from a, an animal to a human that's even more of a concern and the reason why is actually some really fascinating science so animals mammals in particular have uh an a, a some they have a sugar in their body that's called alpha galactase or alpha gal is what what they shortened oh yeah they, the whole star trek episode about that planet they were great anyway continue <laughs> yeah it sounds like a 1920s, uh, like, alpha gal. Yep. Hey. Hey, look at me. <laughs> it does, yes. You're an alpha gal. Um, but uh, it's, it's galactase. It's a type of sugar that um, most mammals have in their body, but primates, importantly, do not have this sugar. Oh. And so humans being primates, um, whenever, whenever a transplant has been attempted from an animal to a human, that is a non-primate animal, animal like a pig, then our immune system attack, attacks that sugar very aggressively, causing almost immediate organ rejection. In fact, when you do it with a kidney, they say that when you attach a kidney from a pig to a human body and then start pumping the blood through it, it's like almost instantaneously it starts to turn black and necrosis appears on it, and you can tell right away Ugh. that it's dying. The body's attacking it and killing it. Okay. Um, and so in September, when they did this with a kidney and they attached it to um, that a brain-dead person, um, whose name I forget, but uh, they um, they found out that it didn't do that. And they, they had it hooked up for, for I think, several days and or, or just a number of hours. It had it hooked up for a long time and it never rejected. And so the next step was, of course, is this going to be possible in a, in a live human yeah. and and there are lots of ethical questions for this so for it to be done in um in a in a human this is a big deal so the question is how did they do it how did they make it so that they were able to the body would not reject this galactase and it's they genetically modified the pigs oh. to to not to to remove the genes that create galactase Right, so probably good the, for hams, but not good for heart transplants, right? Mm-hmm. Like right, whatever. The, right. Yeah. Well, it's funny. The, the reason they discovered all this is, or one of the reasons they discovered all this is because it was recently found out that, um, and I say recently, I mean in the past few years, maybe the past decade, it was found out that there is an actual meat allergy. You can be allergic to meat, and it's because it's almost certainly because of this galactase think some people have something that happens to them that causes their immune system to start attacking galactase in the meat that they eat yeah and um but uh, it it always happens whenever the transplant so so yeah they they genetically modified these pigs to not have galactase and it's so far so good over the past six months um the couple times that it's been tried it seems to be sticking now we'll find that we'll we'll know 
we'll see long term if this heart transplant sticks. Yeah. Um, but uh, we still but do artificial exciting. artificial hearts still happen. I mean, we were uh, Utah was oh, yeah, yeah, temporarily yeah, yeah. famous for Arnie the, Clark. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> that still happens then, right? That's still people get them. Yeah, yeah, people still get artificial hearts. Yeah. Why don't? Why isn't that the dominant form? Why is it still preferable to have a, a, a either a transplant or possibly one of these pig innovations? Why Why wouldn't you want just a a robot heart? Well, you definitely do want um, a, an actual. Well, you have to. Your body evolved over millions of years to create a heart that works inside of you, <laughs> um, and so there's been a lot of work going into that uh, in in nature. Um, so we we created one that does the job, a lot of the mechanical things, but uh, I'm sure there are tons of issues with with wear and breakdown and. And not getting it just right. I don't. I don't know all the details, but but if you could have a a heart that already is built and does exactly what it's supposed to do in exactly the way it's supposed to do it, then you would prefer that. But there are there are lots of like there are last year thirty eight hundred hearts were 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 used in transplants, and there were definitely more than that in terms of people who needed a heart transplant. Mm. Um, so wow. we don't have enough organs to satisfy all the people. I say satisfy like, <laughs> like they're just they're very dissatisfied. By oh, them. they're just they're hungry for it. They need it. <laughs> they have a hungry heart. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but to save the lives of people who need organ transplants, we don't have enough organs. So so having another way will save lives. But of course, there's the ethical issues: genetically modifying pigs, which are uh, by all accounts quite high up on the sentience. Um, spectrum and are pretty smart animals so yeah you know well it's that's super interesting i I would uh it's a kind of story that normally well i don't for whatever reason like a science story will come and go for me and i kind of don't hang on and find out what happens later or whatever Mm -hmm. i just figure someone will tell me if it's a big deal but i kind of want to follow this one i want to see how this dude Mm -hmm. does yeah. You know, and can he yeah. can he eat the McRib later and then not and not feel guilty? <laughs> like, yeah, I got a lot no, of questions. No, nobody, nobody can. Because if, yeah. if there are any random pig heart parts in that, I guarantee, or if there's any of that floating around, it's in a McRib. So it's in a McRib yeah. for sure. It's yeah. made from the same stuff this angry pig Japanese snack is made oh, from. I really like it's it. Shaped in a rib, stamped with rib marks, with grill marks. <laughs> For sure. Uh, well, all right then. This is fascinating stuff. Keep your eye on the uh, the story, and of course, uh, Bobby will bring us up to date if anything happens between now and the next time we talk. But definitely, uh, Bobby, tell people where they can get more of your scientific knowledge. Well, I've got a podcast called All Around Science, and uh, I do that with my fabulous co-host Mora. Every week, we talk about science news, just like this. De- yesterday, the episode that came out the the main thing that we talked about was how MRI machines work. Oh. And um, they're so important. We use we hear about them all the time. We use them in hospitals all the time. But uh, the way they work is pretty fascinating technology and science. Did you know, to give you a little teaser, did you know the whole body in the process, what an MRI machine does is is throughout the process, it turns your entire, it magnetizes your entire body. Oh, my Lord. You get turned well, into a giant magnet. I yeah. mean, I know that, that, you know, they make sure that they know where any metal fillings and any screws yeah. you might have in your knees and stuff like that but wow that uh, didn't realize that you're you're basically magneto for a little while yeah you are well there you have it uh <laughs> all around science is where you're going to want to be bobby frankenberger have a fantastic week 
and we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye now. See you, Bobby. All right. Cool. Ryan. I have, to, I have to paint Magneto. See ya. Yeah, bye. Get that going. Uh, all right. That's it for that. Uh, quick note that uh, uh, a new play retro went up yesterday. We had a great time talking about, fi- uh, <laughs> did it again, Fantasy, Fantasy Star 4 <laughs> for the Sega Genesis. That be the final time that you call it Final Fantasy. Yeah, I don't have to do it anymore. Thank goodness that episode's over. But uh, we had a really good time. Ian Dunaway, he pushed through his COVID brain and made a show, and it was great. Oh, he seems yeah. to be doing much better today. And um, come next... Uh, week we're going to be doing the first three Donkey Kong games. So we're talking old oh. arcade Donkey Kong One, Donkey Kong Junior, and mm-hmm. Donkey Kong and Three. Ms. Donkey Kong. No, oh, there was yeah. no Miss Donkey Kong. Although I would have loved that. <laughs> they missed an opportunity, and then Baby Donkey they Kong totally and all did. that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, those three games are really fascinating. There's some great Donkey stories. Kong three. Is that the one where you're shooting like grappling hooks up at them? You're spraying. It's bug spray. So you're spraying. Bug spray. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And you're not even Mario. You're some no-name dude. Right. It's right. Cr- it's yeah. a weird entry in the series that I actually really like as a game, uh-huh. but it's it's odd. And so we're going to go through talk about that and then talk about how that stuff all rolled into parlayed into the biggest series of notable video games of all time. There's only one character on this planet that everyone knows with universal knowledge, and that's Mario. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where did that all start? Why was he called Jumpman? Were those games any good? Are they good today? Like, we're going to go deep, and I can't wait. It's going to be great. That's next week on Play Retro here on the Frog Pants Network. Um, Brian, I'm going to play a, a Monday morning, Tuesday morning mashup because we screwed up yesterday. <laughs> I played the wrong one. All right. We played a bonus mashup yesterday. Yeah. yeah we. <laughs> well, at the time I looked, it wasn't in there. I swear, Jamie, it wasn't me. Maybe Dropbox effed up, but uh, it's in there now. And so we're going to play it. This is called, oh, good news, everyone. It's called Turtle Vagina. Okay. <laughs> good news, everyone. Yeah. So if you were worried about it being crappy, well, good news. It's about a turtle and his vagina. Enjoy the story and we'll see how it goes. You know what I could go for? A jar of somebody's sealed bodily freaking fart gas. We technically have two Bobs on Tuesdays. No, because Bill is a uh, William. Oh, yeah, right. Bill. What yeah. am I thinking of? You're thinking of Roberts, not Williams. A Robert is a Bob. A William is a Bill. Yeah, you, okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. You are 100% correct. In my head, though, it was all wrong. And I mean, like, I was moaning while I was eating it. That sounds weird. But I was moaning. Uh, you don't even have to work hard for that one no, at all, Jamie. That f- one like handed on a plate. Merry, yeah. happy new year. Yeah, happy new year, Jamie. Well done. Do you think his sergeant, by the way, said, get on your feet, maggots? I hope he did. He's Canadian, though. Canadians, <laughs> no, they are, right. they're too they nice. they say that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they just say, oh, hey, if you don't mind, hey, we're going to go run a couple laps, eh? Oh, hey, hey, maggots, eh? If you could uh, get a sorry, sorry to wake you up, but if you could get on your feet. <laughs> They're just too nice. Yeah, yeah. There's Bernie's hole. Oh, <laughs> that's perfect. That's perfect. Perfect place for my Bernie's 1% hole. hole. Right down there, my two percent butt. My two percent butt with a four percent hole. Yeah, drinky, drinky, major pinky. That's what's going to happen there. <laughs> uh, well, I'll need a lot of uh, drinky, drinky to, <laughs> to take the major pinky. <laughs> 
I don't know. I don't know what your Saturday yeah. nights look like. Oh uh, yeah, Saturday night at Johnson's house is not quite the same. Well, we may have to do a little procedure called the amoeba. Oh, what does that involve? I'm... A tube in your peen. <laughs> Tubes. Yeah, no tube in my peen. Thank you very much. No thanks. Oh, that looks like a vagina. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Think of it as Diamond Club Television 21, but short one because that's the year. Right. It's not Detective Comics Turtle Vagina. It's <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite Batman villain, by the way. It was uh, <laughs> Turtle Vagina's not overdone with net yet, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> takes the whole mashup to find out what the title means. Totally does. I completely forgot. DCTV. Yeah, Perfect. DCTV. Well done. Alright, we're done. That's it. That's the show. Oh, Brian, do you have anything going on? I mentioned Any programming notes uh, here? Not today. Going? No, Hammond and I are going to record a soundography, but that one won't be edited and posted for another couple weeks. Okay, well, there you have it. Do you it. want to hint as to what we listened to for a week? We yes. listened to nothing but surf music. Oh, my so, gosh. Uh, not just your oldies like the Safaris and the Beach Boys and stuff like that, but new stuff like Low Straight Jackets, the Vivisectors, the Thorsten Lava Tube, all sorts of uh, uh, great, great surf music that's still popular. still some bands that are doing nothing but doing surf music. Is there really a band and called yes, the, the Lava Tubes? Yeah, the Thurston Lava Tube. It's named after a um, a, a monument or a, a a thing in Hawaii that's called the Thurston Lava Tube. Let oh. me see where that thing is. So is it from? Lava is it, it's not this Lava Tubes? It's not that Lava Tubes. It's a yeah. uh, it is a trailhead. It's the thing you can walk through. Like it's a uh, here we go, tropical forest area featuring a log, a long subterranean cave formed by ancient flowing lava. Ooh. And the the photos of this thing is just amazing. It's wow. in the Hawaii Volcano National Park. That's really cool. All right, yeah, learned something new today. I've learned a lot. First today. in lava tubes. Yeah, very cool. All right, so that's coming up soon. Um, and uh, oh, I forgot to mention, I'm on Schleicher's uh, Major Spoilers podcast tonight. We're yeah. reviewing a, a comic trade that I can't believe I liked as much as I liked it. Let me just put it this way I don't like Teen Titans, generally speaking, in the comic form. Yeah. Um, there's some good stuff, but for the most part, it's just not my jam. I don't know why. It just oh. feels like CW comics for some reason. Um, but I just read the coolest little story, and I'm going to talk about it tonight. Listen, those old, um, like the new Teen Titans, when they first introduced the, 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 you know, the team with Beast Boy and Starfire and Cyborg, the George Perez drawn stuff, that is some fantastic ti- uh, Teen Titans. Yeah, stuff. the George Perez art alone is worth reading that series. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong about that. Was Raven in that lineup or not? In yeah, that? yeah okay. Raven was part of that lineup. And they introduced Tara, or Tara, the, um, the woman who could control ground and earth and dirt and stuff like that yeah and, uh, i want to be a dirt controller death right. strike yeah is in there yeah what's uh who's the one that controls ghosts I forgot her name uh controls she might ghosts. she might be newish she can call oh, a bunch of be, go- she can yeah. call ghosts out of the ground and they'll uh, aid her and her oh really f- fighting oh, i don't yeah. know about that one forgot yeah. her name and then robin little pecker <sighs> you can Damien was it always Damien was it was it um no no it was uh it was Dick Grayson um the new Teen Titans Robin was Dick Grayson still. right oh was it okay I didn't know that yeah yeah well these days it's Damien and he's kind of a weenie anyway there's that uh real quick here a note about Patreon uh support yeah that's right we got to keep the lights on see these lights that are on they aren't they're not on without your support so 
keep them on uh, over at patreon.com slash TMS. Tomorrow we'll mention a few names from there and uh, give them give them our thanks as we like to do here on the show. Become one of them and get all kinds of benefits for an extremely low ripoff price. And by ripoff, I mean you're ripping us off. Like we screwed up. We effed up. We've talked about this a bunch of times. I'll just mm-hmm. say it again. We messed up the structure. We made it way too cheap. And that's fine. It's The genie's out of the bottle. It exists how it exists. We need your help. So go be cheap and send us a dollar for a month of content. Better better take advantage of it before we fix it and you're all and everybody's screwed Ooh, at that point. That's right. We're going to make we're going to artificially make you guys feel like you need to hurry up now and go do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, there's that. frogpants.com/tms for all your other needs. That's going to do it for the show. Uh, Brian, do you have a song to take us out with though? I do. Uh, a whatnot aka Luke uh, emailed and said, "Hello Swiss and Bree." Uh, for the umpteenth time, I'm requesting a Queen cover song for my birthday. Cue Scott. Oh, birthday. Sorry. Happy birthday to you. And a happy new year. Well done. Love it. Uh, I would like to request Killer Queen by Queen, covered by Travis, another band that I'm a fan of. I want to thank the Tadpool for being the greatest, most supportive community there ever was. And also, thanks to me and Scar, you and Scott, for all the entertainment and friendship. See if it's too early to get yourselves a fish sandwich. I can see why you would love the show, though. Luke, a whatnot in chat. I can definitely see why you like it. And then, where's the sandwich? There it is. Hey, do you want to get a fish sandwich? There you go. Oh, look at you. You've got them all at the ready. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So his birthday is until day after tomorrow, but uh, I was amazed to find that that uh, so many of our listeners have birthdays on the 13th. So Ooh. it's going to be a whole week of birthdays on the 13th <laughs> this week, the rest of this week. So uh, get ready for that. Anyway, today uh, we're celebrating Luke's birthday on the 13th, and he did want to hear this cover of Killer Queen, originally by Travis. This is on the bonus edition of their album, uh, The Invisible Band. Travis is great. Great song, uh, Sing. A um, couple really good covers by Travis, too. Anyway, Killer Queen, covered by Travis. She keeps them away in Shanda In a pretty cabin Let them kick, she said Just like Marie Antoinette Built in a remedy Who's job and Kennedy
show is part of the frog pants network frog pants network get more shows like this at frogpants.com what the f- hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince i'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider træt af alle de der podcasts og forklarer meget nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lytte til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmangel.